So this happened last night, toward the end of my shift after my post from yesterday. I'm going to try to remember everything, but it went on for so long and was so weird and I was so, so panicked and scared. So I'll probably leave a few things out on accident. So about 45 minutes before I was supposed to close up the store, I had a couple in looking at movies to rent. Nice people. Then, I see this guy with a pizza box from next door walk into my vestibule, and kind of pause before he walks in, turns around, lays his jacket on the floor of the vestibule, and put his pizza on top of it. I thought it was a little strange, but also polite, since maybe he just assumed we had a no-food-or-drink policy. For some context, he looked a little haggard. He was tall and lanky, dirty clothes, greasy hair, dirty hands, but he did have a mask. We get a lot of country-slash-farm workers, and also a lot of homeless in the store since we're right next to a mission and the biggest medium town in a rural area. I couldn't pinpoint which he was, but either way, I never turn down people who I recognize as homeless anyways. Especially when it gets cold like this, since I know the mission doesn't actually allow people in for the night until 10pm. So, he walks in, sans pizza, and I call over. Hey, you can bring that in here, just uh, don't get the crumbs on my floor, you know? He seemed surprised and was like, wait, seriously? That's so cool, thank you. And went back out to grab it. But when he came back inside... I knew almost immediately that I had messed up. He made a beeline for me, and things were immediately terrible. He just stood up at the counter, and I kind of put two and two together that he definitely wasn't a farm boy and not here to buy anything. So this is where the story is probably going to get a little scrambled, because this man was freaking scrambled. He starts in going... Oh my god, you're so cool. I'm so happy I met you. You're beautiful. Wow. And making these weird smacking sounds with his mouth? I don't know how else to describe it other than that one boy noise. And I was like, oh, uh, thanks. I turned around and tried to look busy, hoping he might just warm up and leave. (laughs) No such luck. He kept going. This man just rambled nonstop, with my trying my best to give short and disinterested answers to questions, which he would then forget he asked and then repeat. Rapid fire round. Oh man, what color are your eyes? Are they brown? No. Man, I'm so happy I met you. This is unbelievable. I can't believe fate brought us together. Man, you live around here? That's insane. He takes his mask off, but as only the employees are required to wear them at my store, there wasn't a lot I could do. Uh, huh? Are, are, uh, are your eyes brown? That's so beautiful. My eyes are brown. I have hazel eyes. They look gray most of the time. Definitely not brown. Some things he said were unintelligible, He wasn't really slurring, but certain phrases he kept repeating really low, so I couldn't really understand him, but sounded something like, "Eh, 
So, like, are you uh, soon? What? Are you going uh, down soon? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> You're so funny. This entire time, he had a really manic energy and was smiling. He would seem lucid one second and then in a totally different reality the next. But not like really out of it per se, just like he was having a totally separate conversation that made sense to only him. So, I'm waiting for my friends, uh, Jeremy and Christian. You remember them, right? I don't know anyone called that. What? He put on a face like he thought I was joking. <laughs> You're funny, man. So what are you doing down here? What do you mean? Like, what brings you down here? I'm working. Man, that's, that's crazy. At this point, he scoots closer down the counter towards me, so that he bows directly across from me. So you have, like, uh, job applications? Yes. I feel like some people will say that I should have said we're not hiring, and I would have. Only we have signs up all over the store that says we are always hiring, even when we're not. And I'd hope he would just take one and go, come off of whatever disassociative drug he was on, and then not come back once he was sober. Can I get one? Um, sure. I handed him one and a pen that I told him he could keep. So, what's your name? You can feel free to call me stupid here because I feel really stupid. But at this point, my mind was just frozen in fear by how erratic he was acting and the horrible vibe he gave me. Fake, but similar enough name in the story though for obvious reasons. Alice. Oh, like Alice in Wonderland? Sure. Oh my god, oh man. <laughs> he starts laughing pretty hard. That is so good! Wow, I'm just so happy I met you. He writes down my name on the application I just gave him. At this point, I am kicking myself for being so damn stupid, which just makes my panic worse. You got any brothers or sisters? An older brother. He lives just down the road. I said this, hoping it might scare him, even though my brother did not live down the road, and even if he did, my brother is awesome, but most certainly not the type to be in any position to fight anybody. Period. One brother. That's crazy. Uh, so you know Jeremy and Christian? They're my friends. We're waiting to go down. I don't know them. <laughs> You're funny, man. Your eyes, they're so pretty and brown. That's amazing. My girlfriend is up in... Town name. One and a half hour drive from where we are. Cool. You got a boyfriend? I'm engaged. What? <laughs> What's his name? I panicked again. Feel free to call me stupid. But in the moment, I felt like if I didn't give a name, he wouldn't believe he existed and wouldn't back off fake name here, of course, Derek. At this point, he wrote that down on the application again. I was feeling really scared, but still okay, since that couple from earlier was still in the store. I pulled out my phone and discreetly tried to text my boyfriend to get a ride and come to my work immediately because I did not feel safe. My boyfriend is pretty scary when someone's bothering me, so I knew if I could get him up here... 
before that couple left, I would be okay. And if they went to check out, I was going to offer them a huge discount if they grabbed some new releases. So that was my game plan slowly forming, since at this point I certainly needed one. So when are you going back up? What? You know, back up. I don't know what you're talking about. Man, you're so funny. I'm so happy I got to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. I don't know you. This is the first time we've met. Man, you're so hilarious. <laughs> Man, what's it been? I haven't seen you in 200 years. Something about his tone made it clear that 200 was not an expression here. He literally meant two centuries. I'm sorry, you have me mistaken. Man, I'm just so happy. I told them. I told them I had to come down here because you were working. I said, I got to, man. That's my wife. That's my wife in there. That's like my wife, you know. We have like five kids together. <laughs> You're so cute, man. What the hell do you even say to that? Man, what color are your eyes? Brown eyes. Wow, you're beautiful. Man, I've missed you. Why do you... <laughs> Why do you think fate brought us here tonight? We have never met before. You're so funny. Hey, do you know anywhere I could stay? There's a mission two blocks from here that way. It should be open about now. The mission? No way, you know about the mission? Yeah, I'm on a mission. They sent me on a mission. Uh, yeah, it's the church program. That way, they'll let you stay. A lie, they don't accept people who are clearly on drugs, but I wanted him gone. At this point, he kept talking, but as I panicked while I waited for my boyfriend to get there, I kind of disassociated a bit and just stopped responding. He asked if he could use the phone, and thinking he might call a friend to come collect his ass or something, I gave him one. He starts pulling cards and papers out of his pocket and piles them onto the counter muttering something about Jeremy and Kyle and trying to find his girlfriend's phone number. I caught a glance, and it looked like there were lots of scribbles and some more random names on all these papers. He leaves the phone and his papers on the counter and walks over to the couple in the store. It's a small store, but I can't hear so well. But from the context, it was something about if they knew somewhere he could stay. The guy basically said no, shook his hand when offered, and then as the weirdo came back over to me, they sped off to the other side of the store, though still in clear sight of us. This is important. By this point, I knew my boyfriend couldn't be more than a couple minutes away, but I was still so scared. The guy had half his body leaned over the counter, saying that same stuff over and over, then literally pouting when I refused to shake his hand offering up the it's-a-pandemic response. At this point, it all kind of blurs together. More aggressive manic body language, more insisting that I'm his wife and this is fate, he can't wait to go back with me, my brown eyes are so beautiful, etc. For the sake of not being redundant, I'll leave it at that. Then, I see my boyfriend pull up with our friend. Instantly, the wave of relief I felt was so intense that all of the tension left my body. My boyfriend walked in with such a I'm-looking-for-a-fight posture that even before I yelled, Hey, Derek, the weirdo looked uncomfortable. After I said his name, though, 
He started gathering up all the stuff he left on my counter and cleared out. Once he was out of the store, I ran out from behind the counter and just hugged my boyfriend. The couple from before came over and before they could say anything, I was like, I am so, so sorry you had to deal with all that. You can get anything you want and it's on me. And the guy was like, yeah, I definitely wasn't going to leave you alone with that. That was freaking insane. And the girl was like, Brian, that was the guy we heard outside literally barking before we came in. What the hell? I wish I could say it ended here, but it didn't. We had about 20 minutes left before we closed. The couple left with a bunch of credit on their account, mine and my boyfriend's friend that drove him left, and my boyfriend stayed. Thank God he did, because two minutes before we closed, my boyfriend was browsing the video games somewhat out of view from the front counter, and that bastard walks back in. He made a beeline for me, again, but then my boyfriend stepped out from behind the shelves and started walking towards me too, and the guy quickly backed off again, mumbled something about looking for his cigarettes before leaving. He literally tried to wait my boyfriend out so he could come back and do god knows what. Anyways, I'm working the same shift tonight. I told my manager about it and this time if he comes in, I'm authorized to call the cops on site or text her to do so if I feel unsafe doing it myself. Hopefully, tonight goes better, but my car battery died in the bank drive through when I went to pick up the deposit slips for the store this morning, so I think I may have been hexed or something. Just be smarter than me. This is the story of a co-worker I had a long time ago, so I can look back on it and laugh now, but at the time, it was really distressing for me. To give some context, every summer I would do some temp work for the company where my dad works. It was an education company, so they always needed temp workers around July or August time for all of the exam remarks that they had come in. It was data entry work, but it suited me fine, and it meant I could earn a little extra cash while I was at university. I did this every summer from when I was 19 right through to when I was 23, and then I got another job at the same company just for a bit after I graduated, but we'll get to that later. For now, all you need to know is that I was a reasonably familiar face there and everyone knew I was my dad's daughter. The main downside of working there was that I would clock off work at 5pm, but I'd have to wait for my dad to finish work, since he was the head of the entire department, so he would end up staying a bit later. Every day, I would bring a book with me, and sit in this little foyer area between his department and the department where I worked, since it had the most comfortable chairs. I must have been 22 years old when this happened, because it was the penultimate summer that I worked there. I had just had my hair cut short for the first time in my life, and I'd had it dyed red as well. I was sitting on these couches reading when, all of a sudden, this guy approaches me. Let's call him Leon. He tells me that he works in my dad's department, and he thought he would come introduce himself. 
This was a pretty common occurrence for me, and I was aware of this guy. He was young and decent looking, so a few of the women in my department had a crush on him. I was dating someone at the time though, and I had never actually seen him in person, but I could see what they saw in him. We got to chatting, and he mentioned that I had changed my hair, so I told him about cutting it short and he cut me off mid-sentence. This is where it started to get weird. He said, No, uh, first it was brown, and you didn't have a fringe. Then you went through that phase of curling it, and then you put the fringe in it, and you dyed it red. After that, you dyed it purple, and now you've had it cut short and dyed back to red. This guy I had just met was describing over two years worth of hairstyle changes that I'd had. I felt creeped out, but he seemed like a nice enough guy, and I guess I had worked at the company throughout that entire time, so... It was reasonable to assume that he had noticed me before. That should have been the first red flag. He asked me if I had a Facebook, and I told him that I did, so he said he would add me. And that seemed pretty normal, but then after he would send the friend request, he would ask me to get my phone out so he could watch me accept the friend request. I'm British, and therefore impossible for me to be impolite, so I got my phone out and showed him that I had accepted it. I thought that might calm him down. <laughs> Bear in mind, he wasn't a bad-looking guy, so I felt a bit flattered at this point that he was so keen on me. That sense of flattery dissolved really fast. After the Facebook thing, he kept asking me if I had MSN and I told him that I didn't. I swear, throughout this conversation, he asked me if I had MSN about four times. Then, the final time he asked, he was like, please, can you get MSN so we can chat after work? It was like he had something really urgent he wanted to tell me, but I had only just met this person. I kind of laughed and said about how I hadn't used MSN since I was a teenager without necessarily rejecting him. Then he said something like, Well, if you don't have MSN, then do you have Skype? This seemed like the perfect opportunity to bring up my boyfriend, who was a foreign student and went back to his home country during the summer. He was the only person I spoke to on Skype. I said to Leon about how I didn't have my own Skype account, but I used my dad's Skype account to talk to my boyfriend. I really thought this might ward him off. I was wrong. Without missing a beat, he said, Can you please just get your own Skype account so we can video chat after work? He said it like I was somehow inconveniencing him. Like this was something we'd agreed on to do months ago or something. I had no idea how to react. So I, I just sort of smiled and laughed. Thank the heavens, someone from my dad's department walked past at that moment and was like, uh, Leon, aren't you meant to be at your desk? And he scurried off pretty quick after that, but not before reminding me to get my own Skype account and send him the details. I told my dad about the whole exchange in the car ride home, but all he said was that Leon was very friendly, 
and that a lot of women in the department liked him, so maybe I had just misunderstood the situation. I thought he was probably right, so I tried to not let it bother me. Later that evening, however, I was on my computer doing university work when a message popped up on my Facebook. It was Leon. All the message said was, We like the same movies. I don't know what it was, but something about this message freaked me out so much. I decided not to respond and logged off Facebook, hoping he wouldn't notice I had been online. The next day, after work, I was sat in my usual spot when Leon comes over to me. His face was like thunder. At first, I thought maybe he was just having a bad day and was walking through the hallway, but my heart dropped when I realized he was walking directly towards me. Why didn't you respond to my Facebook message? I was stunned. How was I supposed to respond to that? Who says stuff like that in real life? Lucky for me, I didn't have an opportunity to respond because he started off on this tirade. I'm not even kidding. He started listing off all of the movies we had in common that he had seen on my Facebook profile. Batman the Dark Knight, Watchmen, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Fight Club. I just sat there watching him reel off all of these film titles. Once he was finished, all he said was, It's okay, I forgive you and then walked off back to his department. Over the next couple weeks, he came and found me in my spot every day and talked at me from the moment I sat down to the moment my dad came to get me. I don't remember many of the other exchanges, but I do remember distinctly one day pretending to pick my nose when I saw him coming to see if it would put him off. It didn't. It got to the point where... I would get so stressed out after work that I would go hide in the toilets for as long as I could, but the women I worked with started to notice and think I was weird. Eventually, I broached the subject with my dad, and he gave me his car keys after my shift, so that I could go hide out in his car rather than in the building. So I'm camped out in his car and still feeling quite tense, but... After 20 minutes, I start to feel at ease. Surely, he won't come looking for me out here. Wrong. I looked over to the main entrance and my heart drops. He is coming out of the door and he's scrutinizing all of the cars. I sank down as far as possible into my seat, but I wasn't fast enough and he saw me. He comes rushing off and starts tapping on the glass, so I open the door and ask him what's up. I didn't see you in your usual spot, but luckily, name of the doorman, told me he saw you come out here. Why are you in your dad's car? Again, what are you supposed to say to that? I told him I had a headache, so I came out to the car to take some paracetamol and see if I could get some sleep. At least he respected that because he told me to feel better and left me alone. I breathed a sigh of relief knowing that I was only going to be working there for a few more days because I had to go back to university. I told my dad about the car incident, and he gave Leon a talking to the next day. Leon would still come find me in the foyer, but he'd only talk to me for a few minutes in passing before leaving me alone. It was a big relief. On my last day at work there, 
I was fully expecting him to do something crazy, but he didn't even come to chat with me that day. I left the office and thought I would never see him again. I found out. He was fired not long after I left the company that year, because he kept coming into work late and then spent most of his time at work chatting with his co-workers. And me, apparently. Fast forward to January of 2014, and I was preparing to move to China for a position teaching English. I had graduated from university, and I was working at the same company, but this time in a semi-permanent capacity. It was my last day at work, so I received quite a few gifts and some fuss from my coworkers. It was about 10am, when who should I see walk through the door but Leon. He had been hired on as a temp to do the job that I had done for so many years. As soon as he walked through the door, he saw me and this flash of recognition crossed his face. I wanted to slide under my desk and die. He came walking over to me and was all smiles, asking about how I was and what I was still doing at the company. It was at this point that one of my coworkers mentioned about how I was off to China soon. Leon seized on that and started talking about his friend who was also interested in TEFL. His interest seemed genuine, so I got to talking about how I got my TEFL qualification, who I got it through, what company I was going to be working for out in China, etc. We chatted for about 20 minutes, and he wrote down some details for his friends, then went off to work. At the end of the day, I was packing all of my stuff to leave, and a few of my coworkers were coming over to say their goodbyes. Don't get me wrong, the Leon incident aside, I had a wonderful time working at that company, and made a lot of great friends. Out of the corner of my eye, I see Leon approaching. But I think, eh, what's the harm? He says goodbye and wishes me luck on my new venture. Then, as I'm literally walking out the door of the department... I hear him call out, eh, See you in China. For the first two weeks of my teacher training over there, I was like a hawk, keeping a constant lookout for this guy. He never did follow me out to China, but it still remains one of the creepiest encounters of my life. Thank you for listening to this collection of two terrifying creeper-at-work stories. Kind of interesting that I found two really long stories that were uh, involving creepers at work, though it doesn't surprise me. It is surprising, but at the same time, not surprising. <laughs> uh, thank you to the Redditor that let me read their story, and thank you to at Paprika's Egg on Twitter for the story about the video place. I used to work at Blockbuster. I don't know if anyone knows that. Y'all should. I've talked about it before. And yeah, you get some weird people on Blockbuster. I'm sh it sounds to me like they work uh, probably family video with the pizza place next door. Typically, I think that's Marco's, I believe. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, it's um interesting job. Most people are good. Sometimes you get the weird people that are incredibly rude about everything. I don't know why. It's a video store. <laughs> it's not my fault you don't have the money to rent this movie from 1997. Um, but yeah, you do get some weirdos. You get some real, real weirdos. Ah. 
Well, if you enjoyed this and would like more content like this, please do consider joining the Nevermore. To do so, all you have to do is hit that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. That makes you part of the Nevermore. You can also do things like follow me on social media platforms such as Reddit, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and others. Or you can visit the website as theravendreams.com to submit a story to me if you have one. You can also support the channel through Patreon or Coffee. All of this is optional and all of it's appreciated. I hope you have a beautiful day and I'm hoping you're having a great rest of your week as well. Like you're prepped and just ready to go for the rest of the week or something. I don't know. I hope I stop being sick soon. I'm recording this well ahead of time, so I might not be sick by the time this video comes out. Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. All right. I will talk to you in the next video, guys. I want to say I love you all, and I'll see you then. But until then, sleep well.